Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. We have a very special guest today. Again, I'm always on the cutting edge interviewing guests, doing interesting things. And so we have Courtney Imerman Wallace from Los Angeles, and she helps small business owners remove themselves as the bottleneck in their businesses. So we're going to be talking about working on the business versus working in the business, how to fire yourself, automate it, free up your time. So I'm really excited about this episode and welcome Courtney to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I know we had uh, connected through Podmatch and tell the audience about yourself, your story, how you got started, and we'll go from there. Sure. Um, so I originally kind of went to school for nursing. Um, so that is kind of my undergrad experience. But after I got out of school, I really fell in love with technology and software um, and taught myself how to code. Um, I was a software engineer for about a little over 10 years. Through that time, I always became the go-to person for everyone, my friends, my family, extended people that they knew to ask them kind of how to use the tech systems in their business um, or just kind of hobbies or things like that. So I became the go-to kind of tech person. Along the way, I found out that most people, business owners that I was helping and working with, thought that they had a tech problem, but really they had a systems problem. Um, really, they had a process problem, um, some data problems, but mostly that was it. Um, and kind of fell in love with process development systems. Um, and so now I've been doing this about uh, three years now and love it. Um, worked with some businesses during the pandemic that were really struggling. Um, they were scaling because everybody was buying stuff. They were at home buying stuff. And so a lot of people had what they thought was a good problem, but they couldn't scale because they didn't have any processes. So um, worked with a lot of people during the pandemic. And now this is, you know, one of my passions to help business owners get time freedom um, and also financial freedom by putting systems in their business. Yeah, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, I've I've had this podcast for the last couple of years now. And, you know, one thing is uh, a lot of people, they have, they go from jobs and then they start their business and they, they, uh, they have, they have these misconceptions about what a business is. So they end up owning their job, basically having, owning their own job, but they're still trapped. So kind of, kind of delineate this income or this 
this uh distinction from you're uh you're a WTO employee, then you go to self-employed to business owner. Kind of navigate that transition because most people get stuck on this self-employed and they never get out of it. So yeah, when you're a W-2 employee, your your company kind of does everything for you. And a lot of systems that you're exposed to are already created for you. You don't really have to think about them. Your boss tells you kind of how they want things done, all of that kind of stuff. When you go to self-employed, you are are doing all of the different parts of the business. You, without even thinking about it, you're doing marketing, you're doing finance, you're doing all of that kind of stuff. Uh, the way we talk about it with our clients is we say the six essential systems, right? So you're doing lead generation, right? Like figuring out who your clients are. You're doing that conversion, getting them to buy whatever your thing is. You're fulfilling. Um, and then you're doing like the management, finance, leadership, all of that kind of stuff. But that it, you're doing it, right? So the key part of that is you doing it, right? And then once you become a business owner, you should be able to take a step back and there are other people or other systems doing it for you. And so that's kind of like that main, it's like, what is your engagement with the actual activities of the day-to-day is kind of how we delineate those three pieces. Yeah. I tell a lot of clients, you know, when they're in their W-2 jobs, they are the system. They're their uh-huh. employer, their job, you know, their boss, whoever they create those systems. So they're doing the, you know, it's kind of a epiphany. They, their eyes wide open. They're like, oh my God, you know? So yeah, it, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, that's kind of one of the key distinctions. And so one thing is talking about, so building these systems, you're ta- you know, which you're aptly describing, it's like, you have systems, you can have people, or you can actually have, now you can have technology with AI and, you know, so kind of delineate where that's going and how, you know, kind of how you're helping clients position themselves. Oh yeah. The AI is really changing the game. Um, Yeah. And so I think, I think it's important, the thing you just touched on, sometimes people come to us and they say, well, I'm not super technical, so I don't know if I can automate this, but people are, can also be part of an automated process. Automation just means that you're not thinking about every single decision. We already know what it is. Um, and you can kind of move through it in a systematic fashion. Um, we help our clients kind of understand what are the best things. Um, I always say computers are good at some things and humans are good at other things. We should let computers do what they're really good at and let humans do what they're really good at. Um, AI has helped a little bit with that because some of our clients can say, well, the computer is really good at giving me a first draft of this thing, but the human is really good at the editing part of this thing. And we're starting to see some things um, before we would say, yeah, humans are really good at analog and like unstructured data. And computers are very good at digital and structured data, helping them understand that. But we're starting to see AI is getting a little bit better with unstructured data. Um, And so getting our clients into kind of automated systems where they can send stuff to chat GPT and get it back has been a real real game changer for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. And um, uh, it's really like automated or just kind of repetitive. Those tasks, those can be used. You can use software, apps, all of that. And then like human judgment, creativity, you know, then that's where humans come in. Um, do you see? Uh, do you see? Uh, 
the future where is it going to be like all it's going to be combined is like going to coexist it's like is it going to be humans using ai and ai using humans what what do you see yeah i think we i am hopeful that we will start to see humans using ai and understanding where it makes sense in the process humans being able to insert judgment when it makes sense um to understand and refine a little bit i hope ai is not using humans um that feels really scary um but i do think there are so many things that we can benefit from and in terms of entrepreneurs or people owning their own business and the decision fatigue that they kind of can encounter some of that thinking about that and how do we give AI the opportunity to make some of those lower level decisions and have business owners or entrepreneurs make like the higher level more strategic decisions I think we'll start to see hopefully is a is a real benefit yeah and I love this um this dialogue where you know everybody's worried about the ai taking their jobs but it's actually gonna eliminate low value jobs and create more high value jobs and it's the humans that are that learn to use these processes that are going to flourish it's not necessarily that ai is gonna like eliminate it's just kind of change it and so you, it's up to us to adapt to it which is uh one thing is um for example for entrepreneurs um we talk about this um idea is uh you help business owners identify area where they can automate the processes so what strategies do you use to help them do that yeah so one of the things we uh, you know i think we touched on a little bit earlier is helping them understand kind of what are places that humans should be inserted in the process what are places that computers should be inserted in the process um we don't want computers kind of having to do work where it's like they're thinking through things that you actually need human judgment for there are other other ways that we kind of look through that we want to think about things that are repeatable things that we need um high consistency in so things that a business owner needs to have the exact same outcome every time. One example is um, client onboarding. We have some clients that are coaches or consultants, and you want to onboard people so that they know where they can get support, what resources they need, and they need the same experience every time. Humans are great, but they're not great at necessarily providing the same output every single time. Um, so we have people think through that type of stuff. Um, what type of data are they working with? Are you working with a lot of spreadsheets? Do you need something entered in a spreadsheet? Trying to help people really kind of identify all of the the different pieces and then try to put them together in a process that makes sense. Mm, that's interesting. You had uh, you sparked this idea where it's like kind of like where like Henry Ford and um, kind of these um, assembly lines and it was kind of like uh, machines and all that kind of automated like physical labor and now with software and um with your processes now it's kind of um automating mental labor like so now we we, we have we humans come up with the idea and then kind of software and you know compute and all of these kind of carry that out which is uh you know that's you know we know that our societies um the other thing is that when it comes down to optimization and automation what is the biggest challenge for business owners and entrepreneurs 
this is going to sound hilarious based off of what I just said, but consist. So one of the things, because humans are not super good at being consistent, it's important that we consistently use the process. So sometimes, even though we have created a process that is the, the idea is that it outputs a consistent output every time, humans don't always use the process. So it's really important. That's the biggest challenge with kind of process optimization and automation. If you have a process that includes humans, first of all, making sure that everyone continues to use the same process every time so we get the as close of a consistent output as, as possible is important. But then automation, a, a lot of times along the way, there is going to be some input that is probably kicked off or some trigger that is started by a human, even if the the middle part of the process is done by computers or machines and ensuring that whatever human is responsible for kicking off the beginning of that process does that is is one of the challenges. Um, we've seen this with sales teams. We work with people on their sales process. Ensuring that everyone puts the right data into the CRM can sometimes be a challenge and creating other processes that are responsible for reminding everyone to like do whatever thing that they're supposed to do to trigger that is oftentimes, you know, one of the the biggest challenges. It's so fascinating. Um, you know, we can talk on this. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I think it was Mark Andreessen. He he talked back in you know, decade, uh, ten years plus ago, where he's talking about software is eating the world. And <laughs> you have experience. How has your experience in software engineering been beneficial to small business owners? Yeah. Um, I, so I, so like I said, I started my career uh, in nursing or I went to school for nursing and then I became a software engineer. All of those things are systems thinking, right? So even the body, the human body is full of systems. Um, software engineering, you are trying to figure out how you actually build a system. All software is systems. Um, and so helping business owners identify that they too can have systems or that even inside of their business, there are systems available is what I bring to the table. This is kind of what I coach my clients on and help them identify and build out. Um, all businesses have the opportunity to have systems and all businesses kind of have the same systems. I know I mentioned this before, the six essential systems, every single business has has those doesn't matter if you do lawn care um if you're a physician if you're a life coach they all have the same thing and so helping people identify and start to train them on systems thinking so they can identify them when they're ready to create new systems is what i try to help people do yeah i love that um the other uh you know as we're coming to the end you know we could talk a, a lot but um with uh with there's um this this concept with uh decision fatigue uh when and how can entrepreneurs effectively manage this type of fatigue when running their businesses absolutely getting rid of um low level decisions as quickly as possible um i read a tim ferris book and he talks in the book about how at one point in his business he decided if the mistake, whatever mistake, he, he was like, he told his team, hey, you guys do take care of this stuff. Don't bother me about, you know, these five things. All of those five things are owned by you. Um, I'm going to focus on big strategy. 
But he said, if the mistake is going to be $100 or less, just go ahead and deal with it. Like if the decision you make, if it goes bad, is going to be $100 or less, then just do it. You guys decide what's best to do. And I think entrepreneurs have to figure out what that number is for them and what those items that they can delegate out are as quickly as possible. Otherwise, they spend so much time making every single decision in the business that once we get to the place of strategic thinking, they're fried. Um, and that's one of the that's one of the big benefits of putting these systems in your business. This is why I work with business owners every day so that they can do the big strategic thinking. They can do the dreaming, the visioning, all of that good stuff. The whole reason they left the W-2 and wanted to build this business. Um, that's what I want to get them doing, not the little itty bitty decisions every single day that are just draining them. Yeah, I love that. And, um, you know, it reminds me of, you know, uh, when managing, you know, my team is, you know, it's kind of, it's like you talk about the drain and just kind of these little, you know, replying to emails and, you know, these little things, which you talk about these um, micro decisions, kind of these low impact, um, empowering the your, the team to step up and make those uh, really important. What uh, what's what are some resources? Could you mention Tim Ferriss? I wonder if that's the four hour work week that you're referring to. Um, but what other resources can entrepreneurs, people listening to this podcast, check uh, go check out, learn more, uh, and, and how can they contact you, follow you, etc. Absolutely. Four hour work week was great. I think it's one of the it's one of the holy grail bibles of you know process and outsourcing. Um, the other one, the E Myth by Michael Gerber, that is you know for most systems and people and entrepreneurs that is the number one on the shelf. I would check that out. Um, and then also for us, you know we're at Scalable Systems. You can get in contact with us at Get Scale. And specifically for your audience, we recently put together a systems, a business systems checklist. It's the first time we've ever done this. So we will release it here today. If you want to check it out, um, you can go to getscalablesystems.com slash FFP, um, Financial Freedom for Physicians, and um, check that out. You can download it for free. Um, it's what we use internally with our clients, and we're releasing it for free. So you guys can be the first ones to check it out. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and I, Like I said, uh, that Tim Ferriss kind of revolutionary, revolutionized this concept of time, like time wealth and um kind of separate the distinction between income and, and, and wealth and where time fits into that. So um, I love that. And uh, for all the audience out there, Courtney's resources will be in the sh links in the show notes. Be sure to take advantage of the um, the free offer, the bonus, and um, all of her social media links will be in the resource as well. And with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Christopher. This was great. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week